Welcome to the Re-Review Podcast, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we have an immense love for the films of our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. On this episode, we are discussing Starship Troopers, released in 1997, directed by Paul Verhoeven, starring Casper Van Dien, Denise Richards, and Dina Meyer. This movie tells the story of high school kids joining the military to fight for humanity against bugs. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling a 24-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we'll be revealing key plot points. This is Matt's choice, so he'll open it up for our discussion this week. Matt? I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing watching it after so long. Um... I I never accuse this movie of being high class to any extent, but I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's, you know, the best out there, but for, you know, what it is, I mean, I'm a fan of, you know, you know, Verhoeven's, you know, other works, obviously, you know, with Robocop and Hollow Man and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of his work is stuff that I've enjoyed. Um, the acting definitely doesn't hold up it definitely has that cheese factor to it uh but uh, it i guess that's why this has kind of become a cult movie i mean i know it bombed really bad when it was released in theaters um but i, I can definitely see it how it, how it has with that acting and the the satire approach to war style movies how it how it has you know got that cult following all these years later um I do think some of the CG surprisingly held up pretty well. Um, not all of it. There are some that didn't hold up all that well, but some of it actually held up pretty well. I, especially there's a couple scenes where I really appreciated the transition between CG and practical. Um, some of it was definitely, you know, pretty well done, especially some the the night attack scene that they kind of highlighted with like the camera crew. They did some very Jurassic Park transitions where, you know, they went from the CG uh, arachnoid to, you know, the practical one and then back just using the camera angles and the, the switch motions to kind of disguise it. So I, I kind of appreciated that. Um, I really like the ship design. Like, the well, I like the ship design, but I can see how you can see certain shapes in the ship design. Um, but, and you know, it's kind of hard not to look like star Wars or star Trek in these kind of sci-fi movies. Right. So yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it is. It's very positive. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, you know, it's really weird too. Like, you know, I probably watched this as a teenager and I remember it being like, don't get me wrong. It had gore, but I, for some reason I thought it was way gorier when I was a kid compared to now watching it now i'm like god oh, it's actually kind of tame and those some of the you know death effects don't really hold up um, I, it's I, pretty obvious you know switch between the two you know i think i'm gonna end up agreeing with you especially that gore point was one of the things i, I felt like mentioning as well i Maybe we're just desensitized. The world is much violent 24 years later. So, you know, after how many Saw movies and and whatever else has been created since then that uh, that that just elevates the amount of gore. I do, in fact, remember this movie being very gory. And this time around going, ah, you know, <laughs> things happen. 
um you know here hearing that the movie bombed uh when it was released knowing full well that i somehow convinced my parents to buy me a ticket to go watch this film um it's it's just interesting to note because i i come away and i probably haven't seen it in almost as long since it's been released uh feeling like this is just good old get your popcorn and be entertained i you know i feel like it isn't asking for much basic story of really terrible love triangle <laughs> and war with super generic scenarios you know trying to explain basically ultimately when it comes to humans we're just gonna kill things that we don't know and then they'll kill us and we're just in a never-ending battle um you know it, it's with all the issues all the things we could point out that are flaws from the story how did denise richard survive the initial bug spore attack i don't know do i care maybe i don't care at all i actually found it uh just just very entertaining i mean johnny is probably the the cruelest uh uh casper's character is probably the cruelest man ever two women tell him i love you and he's just like cool let's kiss cool let's have sex he's a he's a very unrequited love type person at the end of the day yet everyone cared for him more than anyone else um i i, I left it thinking man is this a video game did they make this into a video game i kind of want to play this as a video game because we've got airship battles bugs gunfighting all the stuff that you're used to when you're gaming so i i'm sitting here going this is still somehow entertaining all these years later even with the even with the pain points of the story not a not necessarily being the best just just to me it's you don't really have to you don't ask for much and I will comment as well that the CG, I was definitely still impressed at times. I felt like they did a really good job at, um, I think the hard thing with CG, and especially back in the 90s, was, was matching lighting to make it look like the, the characters were actually there and present with the humans. And they seem to be pretty good for the most part. The space stuff was a little cheesier. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely left it very, very entertained. Uh, Bobby? Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, okay, so backstory on me, like, I, def- I I watched the movie in theaters, probably, much like Matt's story, I remember, um, you know, um, really liking it. It is based on a book from 59, and I remember my dad read the book, and when the movie came out, he had the book, and he said, hey, this is a really good book, you should read it, and I flipped through it. I read some of it, not all of it, but... I do remember that my dad and I were pretty disappointed reading the movie, reading the book and then watching the movie um, because they're quite different. Um, I mean, obviously like the characters and stuff like that is the same, but there's a whole bunch of different storylines and plot points in the book that don't match. And so um, that originally was like a, a, a point of like confusion a little bit, like how they changed it so much. And obviously like one of the big story points in the movie that's worth discussing, which we have of course is um, just the satire, the political satire. And, and I remember um, reading that um, the original author, I think it was Robert Heinlein of the, um, of the original book like he was deemed as a fascist in some circles and it's very interesting how it kind of comes full circle with the with the movie where you know like there's it's it's kind of got an aspect a lot of aspects of fascism in the movie i mean there's a there's of course like they're uh they they kind of look like especially some of the like 
the generals and some of the some of the characters like they kind of dress like Nazis and kind of seem to act like it in some in some sort of ways but I mean it is interesting because I think that the the just the political satire of it in choice I will say I mean I don't know if you guys want to chime in there but um I just find the like you know and I don't know if it's based on like like historical newsreels, like with the would you like to know more and, you know, the censorship and kind of having a, a point of view of maybe it's a criticism of media um, in there. Um, but I just I just found the whole like political satire part of it interesting. And I, I was kind of thrown thrown off by it when I watched, first watched the movie and thought, well, like, does it add to the movie? Like, I mean, it obviously like gives it a different point of conversation for it, but I could picture the movie without any of that. And maybe it's a more commercially successful movie. I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I don't know, to be honest, like it's hard to say, like in hindsight, I mean, to be honest, like the really interesting thing to really think about this movie is outside of the knockoffs that probably came after, like, I can't really think of a lot of movies that kind of are inside. Obviously there's, you know, all sci-fi movies that take place in space are very star Wars and star Trek. And, but I can't really think of too many that have this, you know, this, you know, attempt at a, a war movie, you know, like this. And then, because you could have very easily fallen fallen into the trap, right? Like they could have made a much more serious attempt at a sci-fi, you know, war epic or whatever, and it did come off as a Star Wars ripoff or, you know, any number of sci-fi movies that had come out before that. But, you know, I do think that adding that element of satire to it and the commentary of... Uh, you know, previous eras in, you know, our world's history kind of made it a little bit like different enough, but I could see how like it could kind of push it, right? Like you could you could go too far in that direction very easily. And I I kinda think they did maybe just a little bit. I mean, it's interesting how like a lot of the um the army recruitment scenes, like it really reminded me a lot of like full metal jacket. And I don't know if it was an intentional homage, especially when like the one character started like laughing at the the drill sergeant's remarks. Um and you know, another famous satire movies where there's some parts of that that um in it i mean otherwise you know like yeah i I really thought that the cg held up a lot um and in a lot of scenes and i was overly entertained i thought it was well paced um it's uh the runtime is over two hours and i felt that it went pretty well i mean it did cover like a whole lot we're a little bit confused by the timeline of how everything happened but i mean it, it did cover from okay there and then okay like and there's the whole family situation and then they have the star wars call to action moment where like the parents die on their video call essentially and then you know moving forward and there's a lot that happens in this movie but i mean considering i, I felt like it was pretty well paced how old were they? Someone help me understand this. <laughs> How old were they? <laughs> I mean, it, it is interesting because, I mean, it's pretty unclear. Well, in the very beginning says one year later. So, I mean, you at least know that it took place over at least a, a, the course of a year, but it seems like it 
could have should have been longer than that. So did I hear you right? The the author of the book is a fascist? No, um I don't think so. I just think that some people said that he was. Because it is very interesting, yes, we could see how the, especially with the uniforms and the way they dress the characters, that you can, you know, make those uh, associations uh, accordingly. But I think what's very interesting about their entire structure is that if you have a, if you do things wrong, chances are you're going to get promoted fairly quickly (laughs) in all aspects of their military. From both the uh, from both the people on the ground, and also if you're flying in the air and you happen to survive gigantic bug spores somehow, some way. I mean, another couple of things I kind of liked were like the fact that it, it it was international and that they kind of came from Rio de Janeiro, and they kind of showed this like I'm not sure what the timeline of the movie is supposed to be like, but it it did seem to be like some kind of futuristic version where maybe there's like a new borders of countries or maybe no countries altogether or different ones or but I, I I found that kind of aspect of it interesting. What age is, is appropriate for this film? Considering we all we mentioned that we thought there was a there was a gore level. You know, I saw this as a teenager and thought it was super gory. But today, how how early do you think you'd show this to someone? To modern kids, probably like fourteen. You think they okay? I mean, not I think there's not too much nudity. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a little bit of like of it's not like it's hyper realism. It's it's definitely like over the top to a certain degree intentionally. So I think that kind of gives a little bit more leeway. I mean, yes, when I first saw it, I was like, "Ooh, wow, that's really gory," but it's not like, you know, gory like some of these other things that are more like realistic. It is more like sci-fi type gore. And mainly, that question's coming from you know we're we're sitting here. It sounds like we all have enjoyed this this second or maybe third watch of this particular film but it's is this one that we're looking at and saying okay you mentioned there's a cult following you know it does it warrant the cult following that it's getting i me personally i think so um i think it warrants the same kind of cult following that firefly does for different reasons um i think that it's one of those things that um you could easily tear apart you could shred to pieces using the logic of many things from how is it the bugs can figure out how to launch asteroids at Earth, but Earth can't launch asteroids at, was it Clandathu or whatever the place was or whatever. You could easily shred it apart by the acting, the story, whatever. But because of those things and the way that they're they're performed, I think it gives it that, you know, that fun sense of nostalgia that allows people to just, you know, watch something like this. You know, I don't know if this is one of those ones that I could watch. You know, I don't think this is in the same category as, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that, where like people can watch repeatedly. And, you know, this might be maybe a once a year, once a few years type movie for me. This definitely isn't like the same category as like Jurassic Park or something, you know. It It definitely requires like a... (laughs) (laughs) Definitely requires like a bit of maybe a... uh... Uh, darker sense of humor a little bit. But you said the word fun, and I thought the same word myself. I thought, you know, this pretty is this is fun to watch, regardless of some of its pitfalls, maybe. So, actually, one of the things that 
you know, when I was talking earlier about how it is a somewhat unique take on the genre, I just thought about it, and in some ways it actually kind of isn't. I mean, it, it is in the way that it approached it, but if you took some of the elements, the key elements out of it, and put it up against another movie that came out around the same time, Independence Day, it actually has a lot in common, especially, like, the designs of the characters. Like, if you look at them in a blur or whatever, they kind of have, like, a similar, like, you know, like size and form factor whatever somewhat but like if you if you were like given the option a year from now to watch independence day or starship troopers which do you think you would watch independence day because i i enjoy like kind of like the lighter more like fun you know like don't really need to think about it just enjoy it and watch it as opposed to kind of like more of like the dark satire that this movie is I mean, is the idea that they saw Independence Day was in production and said, hey, here's a novel we can take and lift to kind of make another same stylized film? It could be. It could be. Though I don't... Independence Day didn't have any... I don't think that came from any source material as far as I'm aware. So they would have had... It might have been an insider thing they heard about it and decided to pop one out maybe, but... I mean, yes, I'd watch Independence Day. Maybe, just maybe, I'm having, you know, a two-movie night and then I run them back-to-back just to keep those vibes going. It's a good call. At least Starship Troopers is a little more risque. Maybe you watch ID4 with the kids and then, you know, once you put them to bed, hey, let's watch Starship Troopers. It's true. I mean, I guess maybe the idea of them competing against each other isn't necessarily... They're they're complementary rather than opposing i suppose now did they make a sequel to starship troopers yes yeah at, le- at, le- video. at least one that i know of i know i remember they had the uh it was was it a cg maybe it was an early cg or maybe it was animated i remember watching the roughnecks show as a kid um yeah, i'm pretty sure there's at least two direct to direct to home video whatever you call it these days. Well, I would not, not want to see a CG. Notwithstanding our having not seen any of the sequels, um, what would you, what would you do if you, if you uh, had the opportunity to remake it today? To completely remake it? Sure. Yeah. Why I don't, not? you know, I don't, and I think, you know, it's actually probably come up in the past to whatever the idea of remaking uh, this movie, but I kind of feel like it falls in the category like you shouldn't touch it. Like, I don't, you know, I feel like this movie only works because of the director and the approach of doing it. I don't know if you could really do a modern take without it being like, I mean, okay, I guess the best example is, and it is actually relevant, is RoboCop in the 80s versus RoboCop remake that they did. It was a Verhoeven movie back in the 80s or whatever, and it worked because of the time and the approach and the satire and everything else. And when they did the remake, it was just dry and stale and had no character to it whatsoever, and it just didn't work. Now, it by the books had all the stuff you really needed. It had all the sheen and shine. It had the actors and everything else, but it just didn't work. Honestly, as I was watching this, I kind of want to see a prequel to this. Um, I want to see how the whole thing started. I want to see what encroachment caused it. I would love to see maybe a, a bottle movie about 
I don't know, like a colony, maybe the, maybe not the Mormon colony, but maybe like there was a, you know, a, an inciting incident, right? Like maybe there was a ship almost like a, you know, you know, a 1979 alien, you know, movie where a ship encroached on one of their subplanets or something. And that's what triggered the whole thing. Like, I'd be very interested in that, but I don't know about a remake of this. Cause I feel like this is in a bubble. It only works in that bubble. I think. Bobby, does that type of stuff get covered in the book, in the novel? Um, I mean, so, I mean, some of it does. So w- one thing I, I specifically remember about the novel that doesn't happen in the in the films at all is that the Roughnecks had these, like, mecha suits, basically, like, that we've seen in a bunch of other movies before. But, I mean, there was, there was big portions of the books that had that the movie like never touched at all so i mean i think there's a lot of story there in terms of the book that you can move you can use that to make it a very different kind of movie i mean i think i'm how do we get netflix to do it i mean just show up with a piece of paper this is make a prequel it seems to be the netflix motto these days yeah, I, I think getting to the, you know, at least understanding how these characters got to the point or how the world and or that development would be would be nice to see some of that world building, even get to the point of interstellar, intergalactic travel, uh, being able to do all that stuff and then still die to spores. Why didn't they have force fields? <laughs> I thought we would get there at some point. Well, I mean, one of the things is, is like, if you have mass destructive weapons and the ability to projectile them, you really don't need to put an entire infantry army on a planet and do a projectile weapon fight like they did. But that's another point. There, there was no the sheer ability for humans to withstand radiation. These all sound like knocks, but I'm saying it's still very entertaining in light of all of these things. I mean, that's kind of thing too, right? Like those are the things that you could really shred the movie on. But I mean, there there are those kind of movies that you can watch and uh, maybe not ignore them, but you can laugh at them and it not ruin the movie, right? I feel like there's a couple movies. I you know I could probably think of a couple now that you know don't really hold up, but I can still enjoy them. You know, maybe even because of those things, sometimes, sometimes the the logic, you know, doesn't add up whatsoever. But at the same time, I can still sit there and be like, well, that was actually, you know, enjoyable. I mean, somehow we're at like Fast and Furious 9. There's no way that that's because the story and plot and everything's really, really holding up. I mean, physics has already been destroyed, I'm pretty sure at this point. So people still enjoy those. So, so what I'm hearing is we should be on Starship Troopers 9. Only if we get Vin Diesel on there. It's a missed opportunity for sure. (laughs) All right. So so we'll we'll go around the table now and just kind of finalize how we feel about the film. So, so Bobby, you know, friend comes to you and says, hey, what should I watch tonight? You know, what what should I do? Are you telling them to take a look at Starship Troopers? I'm not sure Starship Troopers would come to mind (laughs) in that kind of situation, but if somehow Starship Troopers was in the front of my head and I'd be like, oh, you know, like, let's check out Starship Troopers. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It's a lot of fun to watch. 
I would say yes. Let's check out Starship Troopers. <laughs> Only if it came to mind. <laughs> Only if it came to mind. <laughs> How about for you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, if if I'm if I have my my wall of Blu-ray, and I'm in the S category, and I choose Starship Troopers over Star Wars, then I would. We're I'm definitely with a group of friends, and we're definitely drunk. Probably have nachos, maybe. And we're just having a good time. It's it's not a it's not it's not a movie that I'm probably pulling out of my memory banks to to be like, hey, yeah, you know what? I haven't seen it in a long time. Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I will say, unlike you two, I'm locking this one in. So the next time someone asks me for a movie <laughs> recommendation, I will be telling them, you know what you need to see that you haven't seen in a long time or you've never watched. Because of bombing in the theaters, you need to watch Starship Troopers. It's going to hurt, but it's going to hurt really, really good at the same time. Well, as always, I want to say thank you for listening. And remember, never surrender, never retreat, and never give up. <laughs>